It's your girl, baby. What are you doing? You know what? I'm in a special spot right now. I'm in a place. I got some shit on my mind. And um, we're going to let this shit flow real organically as always. But it's nighttime. It's damn near 10 o'clock at night. I really fucking hope you have something to spark up. Seriously. Something to sip on. I mean, if I'm sipping, it's dark. You know, it's dark. Brandy, cognac, I need something with a yak. Um, anyways, I actually want to talk about something very specific, and it's very close to me, <laughs> as always. Um, but we're kind of veering off the topic we've been on, because we're kind of done with that. We're, we're done with that. We might revisit it in a couple ways, and honestly, this really connects with it as well, because it all kind of ties together. But we're going to talk about vulnerability. Whoa. (laughs) Who wants to talk about that? You know? Um, we, We live in a very tough society. And I think that people like to talk about how tough it is. But no one wants to talk about why it's so tough. And I have my own view on why... Society is so tough right now. And the main reason that I think society is so tough is that you have to realize the adults that we're dealing with right now, the people that are my age, that are probably the age around the age listening to this podcast, um, we were direct descendants of the crack epidemic. And if it wasn't the crap crack epidemic for you, then it was the latchkey kid epidemic for you. Um, For those that don't know, latchkey kid just means you come home from school and your parents are at work. Um, So you're letting yourself in the door, you're getting your own snack, you're doing your homework on your own accord. Um, Either way, what ties those two together is that you're dealing with a set of an of adults that have always had to be adults. And so there was no time of really experiencing any vulnerable time in our life. Your most vulnerable time in your life is typically going to be when you're a child, an infant, a toddler, a baby, or when you're an elderly. And so um, we didn't really get that time of vulnerability. We had to kind of suck that shit up. We had to learn how to fend for ourselves. We had to learn how to fight bullies. We had to learn how to um, make our own food. We had to learn how to eat. Half the time we were running around the city all day and night with maybe a dollar, maybe a couple food stamps. So you learned how to like get what you survived. I'm pretty sure the people around my age, we don't eat three fucking meals a day. Because when did we ever eat three meals a day? And it's not even necessarily a sob story. Like, not about all of us have a sob story where, you know, whatever, maybe they didn't have food. It's just because you were outside. Like, you weren't really worried about eating. You were worried about playing, being in the, you know, kicking it with your friends, playing tag, riding your bike. 
you were exploring the city you were you it was almost like you were forced outside kind of how iPads are forced in kids faces right now like you know what I mean it's like get out of my face go do something go play with some other kids um then there were kids like me where your parents may have been addicts or or not even like full, my mom was an addict but she was also a drug dealer and so you kind of had both things going on there um and so if your parent was a drug dealer if your parent was a drug user um if your parent was an alcoholic or a workaholic if your parent had any form of addiction to keep it real with you um then you had a rapid childhood you had to grow up you had to grow up a lot of us was left at home by ourselves when you're left at home by yourself at such a young age that's already feeling vulnerable so you're kind of on guard even when you're playing outside you know you got to be aware of your surroundings that's actually something my mom would say every time you leave her house even when you were grown she would say stranger danger be aware of your surroundings every day <laughs> um so we were raised on that culture. And it ain't no better now. The world's even worse for our kids. Um, so where do you have the space or the time to be vulnerable? Is vulnerability only for women? Because, you know, the topic of discussion right now, people love to talk about is masculine, feminine energy. Everybody a spiritual person now. Y'all don't even know what the fuck y'all talking about. But I'll say that for another time. But what is who is vulnerability for? Is it reserved for particular people? Because I don't think that it is. I think there's a time and a place for vulnerability. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely a time and place for vulnerability. However, when are you taking the time to be vulnerable? And who are you vulnerable with? And what is the point of being vulnerable? Those, the answers to that might be different for every person. But... <clears throat> What I realized is that for me, myself, I was giving myself no time to be vulnerable. I equated vulnerability with weakness. I equated vulnerability with rejection. You know, I love an example, so let me give you one. Vulnerability that's attached to rejection. So we all know I'm in the dating scene right now. If I'm vulnerable and I let this motherfucker know I like him, that I want to be in a relationship with him, and he rejects that offer, that is not going to feel good. <laughs> right? Vulnerability. 
when is the time to be vulnerable? When you like someone when you're in love? When you feel like you deserve a raise? When life has just gotten too fucking heavy and you just need to cry? You need to scream? You might need to punch some shit? It's the time to be vulnerable when you realize that you can't control those thoughts. You can't control that mood. And you need to go to that therapist or you need to go to that psychotherapist or you need to go to that PCP and you need to get some medication to help you out. Is that vulnerable? Is that the time? Is it when you get your heart broken? Is it when someone betrays you? You don't want to know the event that forced me into vulnerability? I'm going to act like all y'all said, yeah. (laughs) It was when uh, my grandmother died. Anyone who knows me, if you don't know, my grandmother raised me pretty much from when I was two weeks old. That was my mother. She's on my birth certificate. She adopted me, her and my grandfather. Those were my parents. Those are my parents in all full definitions of the word. She was always there. Always, always there. No matter what. No matter what, always there. Grandma, there. Joyce Marie Simpson, there for Vanessa. I told her everything. Shit she didn't want to know. She was literally my best friend because... Through all the trauma I have been through in my childhood, she was the consistent thing. She was the consistent love. She was the representation of love, of peace, of home. She was home. (laughs) I remember... I was never somebody who would really cry. It was just like, wasn't really that much shit that <laughs> made me cry. And I remember um, seeing my grandmother when I arrived at the hospital, the look on her face and everything that was going on and how chaotic it was. And it was literally a middle of the night phone call rushing to the hospital type of situation. And I remember chaos is what I remember. I remember not being able to really think, not really being able to process what was happening. Like I knew what was happening, but I was kind of in denial. But then I really wasn't because I really knew. But anyway, I got in my car. I had to get in my car. Like they made me leave the room and ball. And I just left everyone in the waiting room and I got in my car. And I just like started bawling, crying. My literal worst fear was literally happening. And I couldn't fucking process any of that shit. Only thing I could do in that moment was cry. Every single person in that hospital from my ex-husband, who wasn't my ex-husband at the time, my husband, to my brother, to my mother... 
they were all worried about mama for sure, but equally worried about me because they were terrified. They were like, how is Vanessa going to move on from this? I think everyone was expecting for both of us to end up in that hospital. And I think we were pretty fucking close. But I I got it together. I don't I don't remember much from that time. I black out a lot, but I remember the next thought, the next memory I have is me being at home and I just got out the shower and it was like I was a zombie. And I remember my husband was sitting on the couch. And I don't think he ever really had seen me cry up until that point. And we had three whole ass kids. I, I mean, I didn't even really cry. Um, So I was just like a zombie. I just remember my hair soaking wet. My hair was so long at the time. And my kids were like playing. And I just sat on the couch next to him and I was staring at him. And he had tears in his eyes. I can't imagine what he was thinking. And I was just staring at him. And I looked at him and I said, my grandma's going to die. And I just like started bawling, crying. Like I couldn't hold it in. And if you would have told me in that moment that I was going to be okay, to be honest with you, I probably would have fought you. Probably would have been like, bitch, meet me outside. (laughs) It would have been disrespectful to me in that moment. It would have been disrespectful to my pain, to my grief. So long story short, being put in the position of grief is what forced me into being vulnerable for the first time. One hell of a way to be introduced. What came from that vulnerability, though? Because one thing I'll tell you that I've realized is that most of the time, vulnerability comes with a partner. (laughs) It's like a, a double whammy, two for one, buy one, get one free. And vulnerability is usually going to come with a wilderness. Like, what's wilderness? A wilderness destitute land. uh, You know, no fruit can be buried there. Um, Separated from all other inhabited land. It's uninhabited land. Wilderness is under uninhabited land. I don't mean it's necessarily like the desert. It's just uninhabited. So an example of a wilderness that we would be familiar with would be like a national park that's preserved, a preserved national park. That would be considered a wilderness because nobody lives there that's uninhabited. So wilderness isn't always ugly and destitute sometimes it's a pretty place to look at but it's lonely that's the wilderness 
just you by yourself. It's you dealing with yourself with no distractions of they. Wilderness. Wilderness definitely met me at the road I was standing when I became vulnerable. Because I didn't want to be vulnerable in front of anybody. That time I described on the couch with my ex-husband, that was the last time he saw me cry about it. Because, what the fuck? I gotta keep my shit together for my kids. <laughs> I don't have time to cry. And if I do cry, it's gonna be when I'm standing at the kitchen sink preparing dinner. And I'm gonna look up at the roof and roll my eyes until those tears go away. Because I don't have time to cry. I don't wanna be by my friends because they're gonna talk about their mom or they're gonna come around me and be act like I'm so pitiful and have so much pity for me. I didn't want any of that. I didn't even know really how I was gonna make it through each day. I just was making it. So it was definitely a time of wilderness. That wilderness didn't stop. I can't say that that wilderness has even stopped yet. I can't say that I've left that wilderness since then. Because who I was as a person changed that day for good. For good. And some super dope parts of me died that day. Some super protected parts of me died that day. Some super fun, spontaneous, outgoing, joyful, humorous parts of me died that day. And I just will never get those back. I won't get those parts of me back. So when you lose someone you love, you you grieve the loss of them and you grieve the loss of parts of you. Because not only are you typically connected by blood, you're connected through vibration. Like that's somebody that you interact with on a daily basis. What do you get from that? What's the benefit of some shit that's that dark, that's that painful, that that's hard to cope with? And for everyone, those times are different. It doesn't have to be my situation. It's whatever your situation is. But how do you deal with that shit? 
Because there's parts of you you miss too. People will tell you, oh, I miss, you used to be like this, or you remember this, or, you know, show you pictures, and they don't know, but in your mind it triggers some shit that you remember. Maybe you got dressed at your grandma's house that day. Maybe that was her favorite outfit on you. Um, Whatever, right? It triggers those memories of who you used to be, how big your smile used to be, how genuine it was, compared to the fake-ass smirk you give people now. You know? Maybe you lose the holiday spirit. Whatever it is, you definitely lose some shit. And to be real with you, for some people, all it is is a fucking loss. It literally takes such a strong person to climb out of that shit. Because you can't... Let me tell you some shit about what I'm talking about. This type of pain, this type of vulnerability that comes from that type of pain the deep walk that you take into the wilderness when that type of pain knocks at your fucking door it takes a strong well connected to God motherfucker to dig themselves out of that So what's the direct result of vulnerability accompanied by the wilderness? Strength. The first one, strength. The second one is powerful. Adaptability. Your ability to adapt to your new situation, your new surroundings. And really after that, your ability to adapt to any fucking situation. Because life-altering pain like that, coming back from a deep wilderness trip like that, it's not a lot of shit that can fuck with you after that. Or so you think. Fair be right on point. How this song come on? Be only what you make it. Y'all don't know this song? Feeling down, you Come on, y'all. We taking a break for Mary. Y'all could be mad. I don't care. Oh, you won't really need no one else. Come 
on, y'all. Tell me Spirit ain't helping me out tonight. Y'all, I can't help but thank Spirit for that confirmation right now. Because if you've never listened to that song, it's called My Life by Mary J. Blige. If you've never listened to it, go listen to that shit right now. Pause this shit and go listen to the entirety of that song right now. If you doubt VP and her ability to deliver a message from Spirit, do what I just asked you to do. But back to what I was saying. You gain strength. You gain adaptability. You know what else? Ingenuity. You got to find a new strength to dig yourself the fuck up out of there. You have to learn to adapt to your new environment. It's not always going to be what you think it's going to be. Shit can't stay the same if you want to change, if you want to grow, if you want to be better, if you want to heal. You have to learn to adapt. Adaptability will change your life. God made us creatures to adapt to our environment. Some of y'all need to adapt to your healing. You need to adapt to the vibration of your healing. Let go of the vibration of your pain. We recognize it. You honor it. But now you have to link to the vibration of your healing. Ingenuity. You got to figure out a new way. Trial and error. Ingenuity is nothing but trial and error. You keep trying new shit until the one of the new shits that you try works. I'm going to tell y'all something. You got to get more grateful for your opportunities to be vulnerable. You got to get more grateful for your pain. Right now we're in a time... Of healing. I know a lot of y'all been going through some shit. Heavy shit. Emotional shit. Shit that feels like it's breaking you. You don't see a way out. That's what faith is. Faith is believing without seeing. Have faith in your future self. Have faith that God is guiding you to get to your future self. Thank God for this emotion that you're feeling. Thank God for this pain that you're feeling. And as fucked up as it sounds when you're in the moment, thank God for them life-altering, life-changing moments. 
They are an opportunity to become closer to the creator, to God. It is an opportunity to break generational chains over your life and over your children's life. And it's an opportunity to become a new you, a better you, a more fulfilled you, a happier you. So if you're in the middle of that wilderness right now, if you just snapped out of it and you fucking realize like, what the fuck? How am I going to find my way back home now? I'm fucking lost. I wandered. I wandered too far. I don't I don't know how to get back home. Close your eyes. Find your inner strength. Adapt to your new environment. And start getting really fucking creative on how to get the fuck out of there. Because it's you and God. And that's it. Take every fucking body else out the equation. It's you and God. And there is no more powerful duo to overcome the wilderness and vulnerability duo. The only duo that can face off those two is you and God. Can nobody help you with that? There might be a motherfucker that can help you build a tent in the middle of that wilderness and make you feel fucking comfortable there. But there's not one motherfucker outside yourself and God that can show you how to get back home out the middle of that wilderness. And what's dope about God is by the time you find your way back home, you got a new home, a doper home, a bigger home, a better home. That's all I got for you, friends. Go listen to Mary J. That shit is dope. Love you forever. Bye.